Shaka Zulu. This is only part one, guys. So part two will be out next week. So let's jump into this. Shaka Zulu was born in the month of July in the year 1787, near present-day Melmoth, KwaZulu Natal province. He was the son of the Zulu chief Zenzagahana. He was also spurned as a child and spent most of his young life with his mother's people, where he was initiated into the fighting unit of the chief Dingasweo. When Shaka's father died in 1816, Shaka's younger half-brother, Singahana, assumed power as a legitimate heir of the Zulu kingdom. His reign was short, and the reason it was so short is because Dingasweo's anxiety over his authority called, you know, made him a little nervous and everything like that. So he lent Shaka a regiment. Now, a regiment is about 650 soldiers, so he had about 650 melanin warriors to pretty much usurp the, the kingdom of Zulu. So Shaka was able to put an end to Sigahana's reign. It was argued that Shaka had him assassinated or he was even killed by Shaka's own hands. However, the, the insurrection, it ended for the most part bloodless because Sigahana being the only casualty that was suffered during this, um, this revolution, if you will. The Zulu people respected the outcome and Shaka became the chief of the Zulu clan even as he was still a vassal of Digasweo. It was here that he began to reorganize the army. Like many clans, the Zulu were armed with ox hide, shields, and spindy throwing spears. The battles at this time were usually quick and somewhat bloodless because, you know, the smaller armies would just quickly concede to the larger armies before they suffered any major casualties. So Shaka rearmed his warriors with Asagais, which were short handled long blades that were more for stabbing than slashing, which meant that the Zulu were more effective in close quarters combat. He then broke up every village into regiments based on age groups and villages that they were identified by their headdresses and ornaments. He even adjusted their strategies, dividing them into four man groups or squads. The strongest in the group were called the chest. Their role was to pin the enemy down while the horns or the weaker ones of the group encircled the enemy and attacked him from behind. He also had a reserve group known as the loins and they were always nearby to jump in, but they had to keep their backs turned so they wouldn't get too excited and just jump right into the battle. So they were had their backs turned and they were sent in as reinforcements to any areas that were weakened. Chaka also had officers or adunas who used hand signals to direct the regiments. The regiment or empire covered 50 miles a day, eating grain and cattle delivered from other villages and boys that were responsible for sleeping mats and cooking pots. So Shaka incorporated every single boy and man into his, his army. You know, they had the boys doing the, the menial tasks like cooking, um, carrying the sleep mats and cooking pots and all that other stuff. And the men were broken up into several groups. And this was his strategy, his, his army you know what i'm saying his tactics and everything it's something we still see today so let's go ahead and continue he began decimating the smaller clans with his army and absorbing them into his own one such clan was the lagani there he found the bullies of his childhood and check this out ladies and gentlemen he impaled them 
on sharpened stakes of their own village fences. I guess why they say don't bully people, you never know what they'll turn out to be, huh? All right, so in 1817, Shaka Zulu's mentor was murdered by a rival clan leader named Zwide or Zawaidi. With the only person to restrain Shaka Zulu dead, his death was the start of the civil war that lasted from 1819 to 1820. With this battle raging, Zawaidi was barely able to escape, leaving his mother behind. It is said that Shaka killed his mother by locking her in a room with jackals. They devoured her and then he burnt the entire house down. Sheesh. The two armies met by Bogola, which bordered present day KwaZulu Natal. Shaka won the battle, but suffered a lot of casualties, including his top military commander. Shaka Zulu began with a small number of troops until his mentor's death. He soon was able to establish his own capital at Bulawayo. Shaka Zulu, ruler of the Zulu guys, part one. One of the greatest men in the warriors of that era, a true innovator of the battlefield and worthy of a second part. Y'all go ahead and come join me next week for part two of the great melanin warrior, Shaka Zulu. And always remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. It's your boy.